1: Different people have different kinds of fear. There are some people who are afraid of failure. There are others who are afraid of success. There are people who are afraid of the past. There are some who are afraid of the future. There are some who are afraid of rejection. There are some who are afraid of danger. Whatever your fear is, whatever form that you experience it, whatever kind of fear, I want to tell you, it is not of God. It is strictly from the enemy of your soul.
0: People are constantly seeking a sense of security, financial security, job security, and eternal security. Today, Dr. Yusuf continues his series, Got Wisdom?, with a look at how wisdom, when from God, brings freedom from fear and a deep-felt security. Welcome to Leading the Way and the strong, practical Bible teaching of Atlanta pastor and author, Dr. Michael Yusuf. Remember, in addition to listening to this radio station, you can stream Dr. Yusuf online on the Leading the Way app and through your favorite podcast platform like Apple, iHeart, YouTube, Google, Spotify and more. The website to find out more, ltw.org. Well, get ready to be encouraged to overcome the fears in life. Here's Dr. Michael Yusuf and this life-changing episode
1: of Leading the Way. Terror and fear are real emotions. They are real emotions. Now, there are some people who deny these fearful emotions. There are other people who try to suppress these emotions. There are others who try to ignore these emotions. But I think most people allow these fearful emotions to dominate their lives because none of these are truly healthy spiritual condition. Fearful emotions are real, and that is why the Bible gives us promises about how to conquer fear. The Bible gives us promises about the importance of conquering fear and overcoming fear. In fact, that is why the Bible wants us to know how to claim the promises of God to be able to conquer fear in our lives, because fear can become an emotional prison fear can be stronger than chains fear can be more permanent than death row irrational fear is even worse in fact irrational fear can be very destructive irrational fear destroys your abilities irrational fear destroys your dreams Irrational fear destroys your potential for God. And yes, I have seen with those two eyes how irrational fear destroy beautiful relationships. And ultimately, if irrational fear is not conquered and be victorious over, it can kill an individual. Fear is of the devil, and it is the devil's most pertinent arsenal. Fear is the devil's most deadly arsenal. Secondly, I learned that because the devil controls fear, he uses fear to keep the children of the Lord never reaching their full potential. And the third thing is this. Because the devil is a liar and the father of lies, he always masquerades fear under all kinds of rational, acceptable language, such as super caution, or astute planning, or self-preservation, or timidity, or insecurity, and the rest of it. You know it as well as I do. But that experience also taught me something else. That is of vital importance. It taught me that when Jesus Christ died on the cross, He did not only deliver me from sin, and the power of sin, and the consequences of sin, but He delivered me from fear. And that is why Jesus repeatedly said, Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Over and over and over again, we only have some recordings of them in the Scripture. I believe with all my heart that God's deepest longing is for His children to be an overcomers of fear. In fact, 1,000 years, 1,000 years before Christ, God communicated through His Holy Spirit to His servant Solomon that only God's wisdom can protect his children from fear. I want you please to turn with me to Proverbs chapter 2. The book of Proverbs chapter 2. And the last message, I talked about the plea of wisdom from Proverbs chapter 1. And here we're going to see the protection of wisdom from Proverbs chapter 2. The very last verse of chapter 1, verse 33, the conclusion of that chapter, verse 33 of chapter 1, concluded that those who've accepted the plea of wisdom, that those who've accepted the call of wisdom, will live without fear or dread. And here in chapter 2 in the book of Proverbs, unfolds what that means. He unfolds God's protection plan from fear. He tells us, number one, the condition of the protection from fear, verses 1 to 4. Proverbs chapter 2. Secondly, he tells us the consequences of the protection from fear, verses 5 to 22. Look at verse 1. First, the condition of the protection from fear. Now, there's a condition here. You know where it is? Two letter words, right? If. Underline it, highlight it, circle it in your Bible. <laughs> It is a condition, my son, if you receive my words. That's a condition. You're not going to experience this until you have met the condition. He is saying that if you really want the protection of wisdom, if you really want the reward of wisdom, if you really want the dividends of wisdom, if you really want the benefits of wisdom, then you must Be receptive to God's wisdom, but you also must be responsive to God's wisdom, and also you must be resolute in walking in God's wisdom. Now I want you to hear me right, please. God gave us choices. When God created Adam and Eve, He distinguished His creation of humanity from creating of animals. And that major distinction is that humanity was created with the ability to choose. God created men and women, not puppets. When He created animals, He created them with instincts. And they do things out of instincts. But God created humanity differently. God created humanity with a body. He created humanity with a soul. He created us with the ability to think, to reason, to analyze, to choose, and to make decisions. But above all, He created us with a spirit. Do you know why? So that His Holy Spirit can make connection and indwells our spirits. And when the Holy Spirit indwells us, He enables us to choose wisdom. The wisdom of the Word of God with all of its blessings, with all of its protection, with all of its promises. And so when you choose Christ, you choose wisdom at its best. To receive the wisdom's protection, you not only have to be receptive and responsive to the conditions of wisdom, but you also must be resolute. Look at verse 4 of Proverbs chapter 2. You seek wisdom, he said, is like seeking a hidden treasure. When you're looking for a treasure that you know your life is dependent on it, what do you do? You don't give up after the first five minutes, right? Hour two. You keep on mining. You keep on digging. You keep on searching. You keep on trying. You keep on doing. You keep on looking. You keep on looking. You keep on looking. Because your life is dependent on it. Your eternal life is dependent on it. And you don't give up for whatever reason. You are persistent. You are dedicated. You are committed. You are disciplined in your search of that treasure. And the same thing, the same is true with seeking after the wisdom of God. Solomon is saying is like seeking after a treasure. You don't say, well, you know, I prayed for wisdom and I didn't get it. So I guess I better not pray for it anymore. Or, I prayed for wisdom and I got it, and that's fine, thank you God, now I can take care of myself from now on. No, you don't do that. That's folly, that's foolishness. True wisdom of God comes from His Word. And you have to be resolute in mining of the Word of God. In digging for the Word of God, in uncovering the Word of God, in discovering the truth and the treasures from the Word of God. Why? Because every time you mine the Word of God, you'll discover treasures. And the more you mine, the more treasures you will discover, or wisdom you're going to find. And that is why those who do not spend time diligently seeking the treasure of the wisdom from the Word of God, those who read it without comprehending it, those even who memorize it without applying it in their lives, they are missing on the treasure that comes only from the wisdom of the Word of God. The condition of wisdom's protection is not only that you be receptive to its demand, not only that you will be responsive to its direction, but you must be resolute, you must be passionate and consistent in discovering of its value. Wisdom's protection has conditions, but secondly, wisdom's protection, the Bible said, has consequences. Look at verses 5 all the way to 22. One of the consequences of wisdom's protections are found in verses 5 to 8. Make a, d- a division there between verses 5 all the way to the end of 8 of chapter 2. The first consequence of wisdom is that you're going to stand in awe of God. You're not going to mutter a couple of words before you run out to work. You're going to stand in awe of God. Morning, day, and night, you are standing in awe of God, of the mercy of God, of the grace of God, of the goodness of God. And when you stand in awe of God, what's going to happen? He's going to fill your heart with wisdom. And when he fills your heart with wisdom, every time you open your mouth, you're going to speak wisdom. You're going to pronounce blessings. You're going to speak edification. You will have something worthwhile to say. You'll have something edifying and encouraging to say. Because biblical wisdom, the consequences of it, that is, when you stand in awe of God, God will fill your heart with wisdom, and therefore you speak wisdom. Wherever you go, you'll pronounce worthwhile things. Remember what I said in the last message? The proverb said to us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, not the end of it. It's the beginning of it. Why? Why does he say that? Because the fear of the Lord is going to lead you to trust, and trust is going to lead you to love and love cast out fear you see the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and you end up with that fear that's how the process works. look at verse 8 and dig with me just a little bit deeper just for, for a couple of seconds here verse 8 guarding the path of justice and preserving the way of his Saints do you know what that means now when you discover what that really means it's going to bless you is going to make you walk out of here absolutely on the air. Let me explain it to you. When a judge pronounces a judgment upon a wicked person and sentences him, what is he doing? You say he's punishing the wicked, yes, but he's doing more than that. He's doing more than that. He's doing something else that is of even more importance. You know what it is? He is protecting society from wickedness. He is protecting what is right and true. And here Solomon is saying, the object of wisdom is to protect us from the instability and the onslaught of the wicked. Look at verses 9 to 11. He says, wisdom will bring you pleasure in the midst of pain. Wisdom will bring you peace in the midst of chaos and confusion. Wisdom will shelter you In its safe cradle. In fact in verse 12 says. God's wisdom will actually shield you. From those. Who intend. To mislead you. Do you know how that works? Sometimes people. Plot. And scheme. And plan. To get you to do. What you don't want to do. They really do. Sometimes they have innocent reasons, most often it's manipulative reasons. And Solomon is saying here that God's wisdom will keep you from being blindsided. God's wisdom is going to keep you from being blindsided by the wicked. God's wisdom will show you which way to go when you are so uncertain which way to go. God's wisdom will protect you from the blind alleys and what's there waiting for you in the blind alley. I often say to my friends, I say, you know, when I'm standing before half a dozen doors and I'm really not sure which door to take, which way to go, my simple prayer to the Lord, Lord, I'm too dumb to know which way to go, so please just give me one. Don't give me too many. But occasionally I get to a situation where there's so many doors and I'm not sure which one. So in my simplicity, what I do, I just gingerly touch the first door. And the emphasis here is on gingerly, by the way. Cautiously. Emphasis on cautiously. And if the door opens, then I know it's of the Lord. If it doesn't, I move on to the next one. And the next one until one that opens wide. And then I walk in knowing that this is where the Lord wanted me to go. I've learned, I've grown in the process. But you see, that's what wisdom does. It shows you which door to go. But there are some Christians who absolutely beat the closed door down and they walk in there and say, Oh, God must be in this. <laughs> they were blasted with dynamites and they'd be walking through the smoke and say, Oh, the door is open. I'm sure it must be of God. <laughs> wisdom does not do that, wisdom will not lead you. To force God's hand because he can't, ultimately. God's wisdom will give you direction. Which way to go? He's saying that God's wisdom is going to give you peace. I read this week about a young man. And I thought it was a perfect illustration of what Solomon is telling us here in chapter 2 of the book of Proverbs. This young man applied for a job as a pilot of a steamboat on the Mississippi. And the guy who's doing the interview was convinced that he's not right for the job. So he wanted to get that interview over and done very quickly. And he said to him, he said, uh, he said, young man, do you know where the rocks are? And the young man thought for a minute and he said, no, no, sir, I don't know where the rocks are. And the interviewer kind of, in his mind, said, well, I thought so. But before he could end the interview, the young man said, but sir, I know where the rocks ain't. I know where the rocks ain't, and he got the job. But you know, sometimes in your Christian walk, you might not know where the rocks are, but you'll know where they ain't. And God will show you where they are not. That's what Solomon is saying here. The consequences of the wisdom's protection not only will fill your mouth with words of edification and wisdom, not only that it will cradle you and shelter you from danger, but finally... Solomon is saying, look at verses 13 to 22. is going to protect you from evil people. It's going to protect you from evil people. And he makes special emphasis here on marital infidelity. I want you to listen to me very carefully, please. I'm going to summarize those incredible verses for you. They are powerful verses. There are forces in the world today that are working so hard to destroy the marriage covenant between husband and wife. There are powerful forces in the world today. There are wicked people in the world today, from network television to the rest of it. These wicked people are trying to make light of the marriage covenant. With God, which when the Apostle Paul was trying to describe, he said it's like the relationship between Jesus and the believers. How do you like it when you do something wrong and God says, I am not happy with you anymore, I'm out of here? How do you like that? Come on, answer me. Do you like it? No. And yet I submit to you, there are Christians who do that. Well, I'm not happy in my marriage, I walk out. There are wicked people and wicked forces that are working. There are wicked men who are forever preying on women's vulnerability and need for companionship. There are wicked women who are forever determined to entice men to walk out of their marriage covenant. There are men and women who see nothing wrong with fornication and they try to push that on even the children of the Lord in the church of Jesus Christ. And they're trying to set this trap for us imrah right, please all of these evil and wicked intent can be frustrated they can be eliminated when you are walking in the wisdom they can be frustrated when wisdom is protecting you When the wicked succeed in misleading the child of God into falling in that trap, he or she can only expect pain and grief and heartache. But when you are in the clutches of wisdom, wisdom will protect you from the consequences of evil. Wisdom is going to protect you from the heartache of betrayal, from the heartache of STDs, from the heartache of AIDS, from the heartache of hurt and anger and rejection. Wisdom will spare you all of these painful experiences if you are in the cradle of the wisdom of the Word of God. And you can be sheltered from all these crushing experiences. If you walk daily, moment by moment, in the wisdom of God. You're listening
0: to Dr. Michael Yusuf, and the message is called The Protection of Wisdom. Learn about the worldwide impact of Dr. Yusuf and leading the way at ltw.org. And also keep in mind that you can watch Dr. Yusuf each week on television, as well as listen through the radio, podcast, YouTube, And of course, the Leading the Way app. Find out details about all of these at the same website, ltw.org. Well, before I say goodbye, allow me to quickly share a note our team received from a listener impacted by listening to Dr. Yusuf and Leading the Way. I'm thankful for Leading the Way's radio program. Each morning I care for my elderly mother and play Dr. Yusuf's message so she can hear and one day, prayerfully, come to know the Lord. It's always difficult to share the gospel with close family. But I believe that through Dr. Yusuf's teaching that gospel seeds are being planted. Please pray that my mother will come to accept Jesus and that I will build up boldness as I hear and learn God's Word. We're contacted by listeners who consume Leading the Way messages in different ways. Radio, online, the app, YouTube, podcasts, television and more. Each one with a unique and powerful story of how God uses the teaching to strengthen and challenge faith. Learn more about Leading the Way when you call 1-300-133-589. That's 1-300-133-589. And of course, information is always available online at ltw.org. That's ltw.org. Well, that's it for this episode. But make plans to join Dr. Yusuf next time when he passionately proclaims uncompromising truth on Leading the Way. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To
1: find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.